Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Oh my Lanta, you guys, I have missed you. Hello, I am back. Welcome back to the podcast. I have been quite the busy beam, like I'm sure most of you have as well. A um, couple of life updates just to share is that um, I took the two weeks off, missed the two Mondays, um, because I went on. <laughs> See, um, Allie Mihai likes to overbook herself because she loves adventure. She's a Gemini. She always likes doing things. She's up for anything. And I double booked myself. <laughs> um, my school year ended June 25th. And then literally the first week after school ending, I went to North Carolina with my boyfriend and his friends. And then I went to Atlantic City, New Jersey for my best friend Kim's bachelorette. So that was a full week of a lot, <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> and so that's why I could not upload for the past two Mondays, but um, it was totally fun. It was worth it. I always get a little um, nervous when I overbook myself because I just want to say yes to everything because I just want to do things, you know, like I'm young, 27, still young people. And I just want to kind of live my life to the fullest. And I made a promise to myself this summer that, and you should too, to do things that make you happy. And traveling and being with friends and the people that I love makes me happy. Also, a career life update is I officially earned tenure. What's up? So all of that hard work and dedication to create my tenure portfolio pulled through. My principal announced it on um, the last day of school. So to all my teachers out there that received tenure this year, congratulations. We did it. And it very, the, here's the word, unprecedented year, and we still got tenure. So for all my teachers out there in general who survived the school year, congratulations. Enjoy your summer and do things that are for you, and especially those who received tenure. You guys are literally amazing. So again, if you haven't been following me on any of my socials, uh, my Instagram is at the Growth Mindset Gal. My Twitter is at Mindset Gal, and my TikTok is at Growth Mindset Gal. And for those of you who have been um, posting me in your stories, keep tagging me, keep letting me know what you guys love. Also, please feel free to DM me if you want to be a guest, if you have a topic that you want me to talk about, okay? I am here to serve you guys. So if you want me to talk about a specific topic or bring a certain guest on or be an actual guest, I'm open to anyone. If you have a story to share about how Growth Mindset has helped you in your life, DM me on Instagram. That is my major hub at the Growth Mindset Gal. I'd love to connect with you guys and always keep posting. 
and sharing the topics that you enjoy and the episodes that you already have enjoyed. And please, please, please share with your friends. If you think any of these episodes can help your family member, your friends, your loved ones, please feel free to share. Bring them over here. We have a wonderful community. And also, another life update for the podcast, because you guys are literally amazing, is I checked this morning and this podcast has received a thousand plays, downloads, whatever you want to call it. We have reached a thousand and I am so grateful and thankful and just so mind blown that we started this community together in January and now it is July and we have together grown such an amazing community and my listeners out there, my growth mindset gang, you guys are literally the greatest community and support system for each other and for me. So please, please, please keep on keeping on and sharing anything of this content that I share with you with people. And that's how our community is going to grow. And for me, the more, the merrier. Now, let's move on. It is summertime. So here's the thing that I've learned being in my mid to late 20s, <laughs> okay? Someone told me the other day that, you know, Allie, you're closer to 30 than you are to 20. And I was like, "That why'd you have to ruin my day? <laughs> but I have learned that it's very important to take care of your skin, especially in the summer. Now, I'm Sicilian. I love to tan in the summer. I love to be out in the sun. Um, but when I was young, and I know a lot of us probably did as well, is put like the SPF 8 like tanning oil on my goodness, people, do not do that. It is going to ruin your skin. And it is very important, especially in your 20s, people, to start getting a wonderful skincare routine. Okay. Also, I'm recording outside today. So if you hear any noises, I'm outside. So what has helped me and what is my skincare routine that has helped me protect my skin from the harmful sun, even when it's not sunny out and I'm not tanning? Arbonne. So what I use is a few things. Arbonne has a wonderful vegan face sunscreen, okay? And it is made with all natural ingredients. A lot of sunscreens out there, you guys, have harmful chemicals. And I'm sure you've probably seen that all over the internet as well. I honestly did not know that for most of my life. And I found out recently that a lot of sunscreens are toxic and not good for your body or even your skin. So Arbonne has an amazing vegan, all natural ingredients, face sunscreen, um, SPF 30, to put onto your face to protect it from the sun when you're outside. If you're tanning, if you're at the beach, if you're at the pool, put this sunscreen on your face. Also, Arbonne has a body sunscreen. It is technically for um, children, but anyone can use it. And again, it's a vegan body sunscreen. It is a little bit thick, so you do have to use almost a kind of more of a small dose and rub it in, but you can tell that it's protecting your skin and it feels very um, protective over your skin. And it's not a spray. It's, um, I guess it's a squeeze bottle, if you will. But my skin has felt so protected using those two products. Now, for my actual skincare routine, I have been using um, Arbonne's Age Well set and a little bit of their Brighten Up set. So what Arbonne's Age Well skincare set does for you is, hello, 
age well. Okay. It's full of vegan, all natural ingredients to help your skin, right? Defy wrinkles, crow's feet, right? The brighten up also helps with the tone of your skin, moisture. It has um, serums that have vitamin C and vitamin B in it that are really good for your skin. They have vegan retinol, which is very good because I know retinol is a very strong um, serum. And listen, a lot of people have a lot of allergic reactions to retinol because it is too tough on their sensitive skin. AgeWell has a vegan retinol um, serum and it is amazing. My skin is a little bit sensitive and this skincare routine has saved my skin. And it has a few different products in the skincare routine. The first thing is the vitamin B um, toning mist. So you spray it on your face after you wash your face and then you put it on your skin so it's ready to take on all the products that you're gonna put on your skin. Then it has the vitamin C uh, vegan serum for toning of your skin, moisturizing, right? To keep all the wonderful things on your face, all the natural oils on your face. Then it has the vegan and caffeine eye cream. So for if you guys have any um, crow's feet or bags under your eyes, it is there to reduce them. Then it has the um, vegan moisturizer with SPF 30. Okay. So even if you are just going out for the day, you should always put sunscreen on your face. Always, always, always put sunscreen on your face. And so this moisturizer is SPF 30. And then at night, all you have to do is you wash your face and then you put the vegan retinol overnight moisturizer on your face, on your neck, and call it a day. So the day skincare routine for age well is a whole lot more to protect your skin because you're out and about. Um, and then the night routine is very simple. Wash your face, put on the vegan retinol uh, moisturizer, and then you are good for the night. It has helped my skin look more youthful. Um, also help with the crow's feet, the smile lines. The, I have a lot of eyebrow or like forehead lines because as a teacher, I'm just always making those faces. You know what I'm saying? The teacher faces. So if you are into protecting your skin and aging well, Arbonne has amazing skincare products for you. And one last thing for this intro is we have our wonderful shout out. And the shout out for today's episode is at smart girl club at smart girl club this amazing creator has followed me recently and has been so supportive and of all the content i have been putting out answering on stories as well and then i took a look um at her content her name's sophie and her content is so amazing and encouraging for women to get things done so here's a wonderful shout out to the smart gold club i'm going to put her instagram in my show notes please sure to follow her she puts out amazing encouraging and inspiring content for women to be the bosses that they are Alrighty, so we're going to move on to our next segment. Y'all already know what it is. It's the Doing Well Daily Journal quote. And today's quote is, you are not too old and it's not too late. You are not too old and it's not too late. This is a huge one, okay? You learn this once you step into the growth mindset, for some reason, we're taught that like you need to have it together like in your 20s. You need to figure out what you want to do in your 20s and then literally do it from your 30s to your 60s. That's life. And maybe society used to be able to run like that 
Um, but I feel like in the time that our society is in today, it's, it's us millennials and Gen Zs are living in a coming of age time that is very different from past generations. And I think because we have the technology, we have the mobility to be more flexible with our career choices, with our dreams, with our goals, than our past, you know, baby boomers, Gen Xs, the greatest generation, the traditionals, because of the opportunities we have for technology and the internet and social media. Please hold, that is the garbage man. Stealing my thunder. <laughs> but take advantage of the lifetime that we live in. You're, it's never too late. You're never too old and you're never too late. I see so many stories on social media, which is amazing, that people in their 40s, 50s, 60s are just like, you know what? I made a mistake and I should have followed my dreams earlier, but you know what? I can still do it now. And we don't live the life of, okay, you're going to get an entry-level job and then you're going to work till you're 65 and then retire. That used to be the way of things, but I, I definitely see the shift, especially in my generation of the millennials. You are the narrator, the editor, the author of your life. Do what makes you happy. Of course, make a plan. Be smart about it, right? Just don't quit your job and then be like, ah, I'm going to figure it out. I think you should do what makes you happy and make a plan, set goals to what is going to make you happy and fulfilled and satisfied in this life. It's okay to change your career. It's okay to change your job. It's okay to change your interests because you on this earth are constantly growing your lifelong learner. That is growth mindset. Fixed mindset is, all right, I got this entry-level job and I'm staying here till I'm 65, even if I'm the most miserable person on the planet. And I'm going to come home every day and complain about work to my friends and family. I'm going to live for the weekend and I'm just going to retire at 65. But why? I mean, if you want to live that life, go for it. That's all for you because that is your choice to do so. But it's not the only choice. I see so many people, they work their nine to five for most of their lives. And then like in their retirement, started their brand new business or, or opened a dance studio or opened a clothing brand or whatever it is. The great thing about this life is it's never too late to do something. Okay, in the time that we live now, with all technology, internet, social media, you're limitless. Just remember that. You are limitless. You have the choice of the life that you want to live. Okay, and I know it's easier said than done, and it takes a lot of practice. And I know not everyone has the same circumstances. But again, remember, you don't control everything in your life, but you control how you react to everything in your life. And if you want to start your own business at 60, why not? If you want to, when you retire, go travel the world because you didn't get to do that when you were younger, you can still go. No one is stopping you. I think that we're, you know, again, taught that you need to get everything done when you're young. When you're old, you need to be decrepit and not go anywhere and just sit on your couch and just live out the rest of your life in solitude. No. 
No, no, no. You don't have to have it all together in your 20s. You don't have to have it all together in your 30s, right? You can figure it out. As long as you're safe, you're happy, you have financial stability, you're able to support yourself. And if you have a family, you're able to support them. Do whatever the heck you want. Stop worrying about what other people are going to say. Stop worrying about, you know, if you're going to make it or not. Just try it. If you don't succeed, you don't succeed and you find something else. That's the whole point of this life is to literally live and learn. All right, y'all, let's get into the meat of this podcast sandwich, okay? So today's podcast is the truth about accountability and achievement, right, with growth mindset. So I've talked about this book before, but I'm going to be referencing um, the book Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to Fulfill Our Potential with Parenting, Business, School, and Relationships by um, Carol S. Dweck, Ph.D., Okay, my girl Carol Dweck is literally the mother of growth mindset. So if you want this book, I'm going to put it in the show notes as well. I remember I had to read this book for a college class and I absolutely loved it. And it really first introduced me to growth mindset before my school even did where I work. And I also show her growth mindset TED Talks to my students when we do growth mindset and mindfulness. And they really like her videos and Um, she makes amazing points and she gives more of the reality of a growth mindset because a lot of people with the new wave that's been going on with mindfulness is this thing of toxic positivity. And that's not what growth mindset is because toxic, let me try that again. Toxic positivity is, oh, you know, get over it. Everything will be fine. Um, Everything is rainbows and sunshine and good vibes only and um, no negative emotions and da-da-da. No. Growth mindset is I'm going to go through some crazy things, but I'm going to survive. And then I'm going to thrive because I'm going to learn from what I survived from and apply it to be better. Growth mindset, again, is you are a lifelong learner. You're constantly improving based on your choices that you make in life. That's what it is because you're growing, you're improving, okay? And remember that growth mindset is the literal mindset of you don't come here with your skills, Okay, you build your skills over time. Now, yes, some people are more natural at skills than others, but you can always learn skills, which is very important. You learn from failure and you try again. Remember, with a fixed mindset, people believe that you come here with a certain set of skills and like that's it. And they like living in their comfort zone and they don't like to challenge themselves and they're afraid of failure because they were taught that failure is terrible. And if you fail, you're a horrible human being and you can't bounce back from it. So people are afraid to try new things. So they're fixed in this mindset of, okay, I'm only good at math. So I'm only going to do things that involve math. My career is always going to revolve around math and that's it. And not learn any new skills. It's no fun in your comfort zone though. I'm here to tell you. It's not fun in your comfort zone. Once you get used to the comfort zone, 
what happens is you start to get bored and anxious, right? Whenever in your life you feel um, not stimulated, bored, anxious because you're bored and unstimulated, that's the universe and your body telling you, listen, you need to do something. You need to step out of your comfort zone. You need to try something new. You try and learn a new skill. You need to put yourself out there. You need to do something. Because if you stay in one spot your whole life, you're not even getting the full human experience. And failure is not fun. I'm not saying that, oh, you failed and everyone's going to be like, oh, you know, that's fine. No, when you fail, it's going to suck. It is. It's going to suck. It will. But the thing is, you're going to learn and then you're going to apply it to the future. That's all that it is. Failure isn't you're stuck in one place and now you can't do anything. Failure is just simply a stepping stone. And that's what Carol Dweck is talking about in her book. So what I'm going to again focus on today is accountability and achievement with the growth mindset mentality. So she goes over a couple of great examples. So let's start with achievement. Okay. Now, when you go through school, and again, I'm an educator, I teach social studies, I see firsthand the problems and issues with our educational system that need to be fixed. Okay. We're trained that our achievement is matched with a score. Okay. So you can complete something and not get a great grade and you see it as a failure, but didn't you complete it? Didn't you do it? Right? And I think that also we don't get second chances for in school, right? If you, not every teacher gives test corrections, not every teacher does like a writing workshop where you write, you know, multiple drafts of an essay and then you finally put like your final draft after all the feedback and everything you put in your best work. It's kind of like a one and done, figure it out. But if you really think about the grand scheme of things of how life works, I mean, it's not very realistic. Because in school, you learn how to be an employee, unfortunately. I've noticed that. You learn how to be an employee and you don't learn how to think for yourself or complete things for yourself. And there's a lot of, um, I notice, instant gratification. So a lot of my students literally will not do any classwork unless they're going to get a grade for it. They won't do any work unless there's a grade. But here's the thing. In life, you're not going to get a grade on anything, but you still have to do it, right? A lot of students don't want to do work if there's no reward. Um, but you're learning a skill. You're doing classwork because maybe you're learning spelling. Maybe um, you're learning um, a new reading activity. Maybe you're doing some group work, so you're learning peer collaboration. Um, not everything is going to be graded. Sometimes you do work to just build a skill. And then eventually, from practice, you get graded on it. Now, granted, you obviously get credit for completion, but not a literal grade. And some students simply will not do the work. And they ask, is this going to be graded? Um, and I tell them, listen, you're not going to get graded on everything in life. And I don't want you to have that expectation. Because that's what a lot of achievement is built off of this instant gratification of I do something, I'm going to get a reward. And so that keeps people in a fixed mindset and that keeps people in their comfort zone. Because 
they're like, well, if I'm not going to get anything out of this, I'm not doing it. So you're constantly just going to live your life based off achievement and instant gratification. You're not just going to do things just to do things. And you're not going to explore places just to explore, talk to people just to talk to people, help someone just to help someone. Hey, I don't know. That's just not a way to live life. And people need to also learn to think for themselves about achievement. You know, what is actual achievement? Achievement is not always a grade. Achievement is just the feeling of you succeeding in something or helping someone or living your purpose or being fulfilled. Success is not always a number. It's not always a paycheck as well. I think a lot of the work, obviously, that we do at work is because uh, we're going to get a paycheck. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think we need to kind of take a different look at achievement. So she talks about how we learn about in Carol Dweck's book, how we learn about, you know, Thomas Edison, uh, Charles Darwin, Mozart, these big achievers throughout history. You know, Thomas Edison with the light bulb, and then you have um, Charles Darwin with the theory of evolution, Mozart with music, so on and so forth. And we learn about all their accomplishments in school. And for some reason, we're also taught that they had like this natural ability to be a genius or a scientist or a musician. And we don't really talk about the hard work and years and people that it took for those specific people to achieve their goals. We also learn that achievement is singular. Solo dolo. But a lot of achievement takes time and also takes people to help you. You know how many people helped Thomas Edison? Uh, first of all, ahem, side note as a historian, Nikola Tesla people really truly invented the light bulb. Thomas Edison just took credit for it. Side note, a little bitter about it. But Thomas Edison had so many people around him, he just took the credit for it. Okay? And then with Charles Darwin, with Mozart, you think Charles Darwin just woke up one day and created the theory of evolution? You know how many years of study in the Galapagos Islands it took for him to figure it out? So many trials and errors. Scientists in general are growth mindset, by the way. Inventors in general, growth mindset. You know how many drafts and failures they had until they actually achieved what they wanted? Also think about Mozart with music. Any of my musicians out there, how long does it take to create a song? How many drafts and recordings does it take to complete a song? You may have the natural ability as a musician, but you don't just create a song one day and then record it once and then put it on an album, right? It takes multiple takes, <laughs> recordings, practice. And so we have this miscued idea of achievement that, oh, I'm naturally, I should just be naturally good at something and then I'm always going to be good at it. And that's what gets it stuck. That's what gets us stuck in the fixed mindset. Because, for example, okay, hello to my book smart people out there, like I was, all throughout elementary school, middle school, and even high school, I didn't have to study. I had this natural ability of a photographic memory. So if I listened to a lecture and I took notes, I would remember it. 
I maybe had to do a teeny tiny bit of studying, but I would just naturally remember the content. Then I got to college. What a big slap in the face that was, my friends. I had to start studying. I had to learn at 18, how the heck do I study? Because I've never had to do this before. And that's where I think a lot of people get stuck or they have a natural ability of something. And the minute there's a transition in life or a new challenge in that skill, they're like, oh, I'm not naturally good at it. We're done. And um, here's the thing. That's not a good habit to have. Okay. And Carol Dweck talks about it because she... Um, throughout her book has um, a group of students that she tracks throughout their life. And a lot of students in elementary school start off really strong, right? And then they get to middle school and it gets a little bit harder, but they're like, all right, it's fine. They get to high school, it's a little bit of a challenge and they're still doing okay. They're still like AB students. And the minute they get to college, woof, they're not good with transitions because they never had to learn. They never had to learn that skill of a challenge, where she saw were students that were maybe not naturally book smart, if you will, they learn challenges from when they're young and they transition actually easier into different steps of their life because to them, it's just another thing they got to, you know, another challenge they got to take on. So when people have a fixed mindset and they go to a new transition, they don't know what to do with themselves. And they get really intimidated by life very quick. I was freaking out in my freshman year of college because I had to time manage, I played volleyball, and then I had to learn how to study. It was like a whole new way of life. And I'm a very routine oriented person. And my routine was very new and I had to get used to it. But in college, in one class, it's like an hour. So you learn so much content. And then you get it like a test at the end of the week, each week. And it's like so much things you had to learn. And so I had to teach myself how to study. I asked my friends, hey, what are some study habits and things like that? But a lot of people with fixed mindsets that were smart, like, you know, their whole education career at that point, a lot of them took the easy way out with a fixed mindset. A lot of them would cheat. A lot of them would have group chats and take pictures of the tests and all, and all the things. But I was like, I can't, my moral compass, I, was, I cannot do that. So I asked my friends, how do you study? And I learned study skills that I actually teach my students today. And the best study tool that I learned was to teach your content to a friend. That's how you learn. And as a teacher, I've also, that's, my kids are always like, how do you know all this stuff? I was like, well, I teach it to you every day. So I remember it. So what happens is people with a fixed mindset in school, Whenever they receive a challenge outside of their comfort zone in academics, all of a sudden you see their effort decline, okay? They develop imposter syndrome. They create this low effort syndrome as well that um, Carol Dweck talks about where they start doing the bare minimum because they're like, well, I used to get 80s and 90s, but now this is a challenging class. And so what's the point of trying? And I'm just going to do the bare minimum and get 70, 65, as long as I pass. That's all I care about. Because they lost the drive because they weren't successful anymore. Right away, like natural, a natural 90 anymore. 
And a lot of the times too, um, in the book she talks about when a class or subject is challenging, oftentimes students blame the teacher rather than take accountability for maybe their study habits. Now, granted, as a teacher, I can tell you, uh, sometimes it may be the teacher. You, students don't connect with the teacher. Um, and not every teacher is a fantastic teacher. Okay. Um, our profession is not perfect. I can tell you that. But I want to say the majority of the time, the teacher is giving you all the resources that you need, but the content is just a little bit more challenging. And so instead of maybe asking the teacher for extra help or extra credit opportunities, a lot of the times students get afraid of the challenge. All of a sudden they're not getting 90s anymore and they're getting 70s, um, but they don't want to learn how to study or ask for help. Um, they start to do the bare minimum. And I see this happen a lot of the times when students go from like a general education class to an honors class and they're like not ready for it or they get scared or intimidated by it. And they all of a sudden drop off the face of the earth and just do like the bare minimum as long as they pass. That's all they care about because they got a new challenge and they were afraid of the new challenge because they were afraid of failure because it's harder than what they had to do. People. That's how you get stuck in your comfort zone. All of a sudden, the track to achievement is different and not natural. You have to work for it. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, I'm going to do the bare minimum. Do you really want to do the bare minimum in life, though? Do you whack? What fun is that? What fun is that? You're going to go through different stages in life, and not everything comes natural. And I think because in society, like we, we're taught, we learn that, you know, like you hear that, oh, he's such a natural or she's just such a natural. That could be a possibility. You could have a natural ability to do something, but it's still eventually down the line going to be hard work. You can be a natural singer and have a beautiful voice. But you still have to go to a voice coach, don't you? Don't celebrities and singers have voice coaches? Even though they're professional singers and they have the natural ability to go to a vocal coach, right? Don't get stuck here, okay? People get stuck with, if they're at a job and they have to do a presentation, um, they don't maybe like public speaking. So they just kind of go up there and go for it and hope for the best. Instead of maybe practicing, rehearsing it in front of friends. And you can't get stuck there. Okay? It's a very unsettling, unsatisfying place to be. It's stuck there. And also, with a growth mindset, along with the achievement aspect, there is an accountability, okay, access as well. Here's the thing. It is your job to understand how you learn new skills. That's kind of what school is about. You kind of learn what works for you and what doesn't. I learned throughout my schooling that I learn the best, okay, when I'm listening to a lecture 
and taking notes or like watching videos. I'm a very visual auditory learner. I hated getting up and walking around the room. Like I hated doing labs <laughs> and like doing hands-on things because I just, that's not how I learned. But some people are kinesthetic learners where they hate sitting down and just listening to the teacher talk. They need to go and do the experiments and build something. That's how they learn. It's your job as an individual to figure out how you learn best. And you kind of get a little taste of it throughout school. Okay, what type of learning works the best? It's called finding your brain. And when you find your brain, how your brain works, right, the best way you learn, you also learn how to hold yourself accountable. Okay? Accountability partners are fantastic with achievement. You always should have one. That's a great idea. But at the end of the day, it's just you. And you need to learn what does achievement feel like and look like to you? And then how are you going to hold yourself accountable to that achievement? Because what happens is in a fixed mindset, the minute you're not naturally good at something, you no longer hold yourself accountable. You, they say, I'm not good at it. So I'm just not going to do it. It's not for me. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. And then the low effort mode happens and you just do the bare minimum. You know how many times we learn like a new skill in um, class and my students go, Miss Romanello, I can't do it. I'm like, well, you saying you can't do it, you're going to be right. But I know that you can do it. We're just going to take it a little slow and we're going to break. Let's break it down right? And the minute I break it down with my students and we break down maybe the reading or the writing assignment and I go through questions with them, they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense or whatever, you know, it is. And then they go on and they do it. And the huge thing too for learners in general is ask for help. Because I know what I would do. And you don't always have to ask the teacher for help. Maybe if it's a little bit intimidating, maybe, but ask your classmates for help too. How many times I sat there, sitting there, not doing any work because I didn't know what to do, but I was afraid to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. That's also holding yourself accountable to the achievement. You're like, well, I don't really know how to do this. So maybe I should ask someone, whether it's the teacher, a classmate, right, coworker, right? You maybe don't want to ask your boss for help. Maybe you want to ask a coworker for help. Instead of just sitting there not completing the task. I With my tenure binder, I asked for help from um, veteran teachers. I was like, I don't know. I, what do I need to do? Right? You need to hold yourself accountable to the achievement. Hold yourself accountable. Not everyone is the same. Not everyone learns the same. Education and learning new skills is all about it's equity versus equality. Equity means meeting someone where they are. Now, equality means everything is being taught the same. Everyone apparently learns the same. That's not the way it goes. Okay. And it's okay if the standard way of learning in school was not the way you learn best. You're not unintelligent if you did not, you know, fit the mold of how schools teach you. And it's very important to self-educate as well for your accountability. You need to figure out what works best for you. For achievement, accountability, education, do you like to-do lists? 
Not everyone likes those. Do you like to plan out your day? Do you like a morning planning routine or an evening planning routine? Do you like to journal? Okay. What makes you the most productive? Is it working out and then doing your project, right? Or is it doing the hardest task first and then working your way down or maybe building up to the hardest task? You need to learn how you're the most successful because not everyone is the same. We're taught that, oh, if you do these things, you'll be productive. If you don't do these things, you won't be productive. But not everyone is the same. Okay? Some people can only work a certain amount at a time, like, you know, work for 20 minutes and then take a break and then come back. Some people can't take a break because once they take a break, they're done. Right? And they just have to push through like an hour of work and then be done. You need to find out what works best for you. Because productivity, success, achievement, accountability does not look the same for everyone. Some people are very um, self-sufficient and they can hold themselves accountable. Some people need, you know, a teacher, a mentor, an accountability partner to get things done. They're externally motivated rather than internally motivated. And you need to figure out which one are you. Here's the next part that Carol Dweck talks about with the fixed and growth mindset about achievement and accountability. Don't give in to the positive and negative labels that you receive. Both. Okay? Don't listen to what other people say about you because that causes laziness or causes um, imposter syndrome. So here's what I mean by that. When you wanna praise someone for their ability, their achievement, praise their work ethic. This is a huge thing with growth mindset. Praise the work ethic and the effort. Don't praise the outcome. Cause not every outcome is going to look the same. Right. So let's say um, a student gets a 90 on the test. I hand the test back to them. I say, wow, good job. You're so smart. Now they're like, oh, I'm smart. So that means academics, every academic is going to come easy to me. When it doesn't, they're going to run into a problem. Instead, what you should say is, wow, you must have studied really hard for this test. Well done. Effort not the outcome because then people start to create an identity around that outcome and then once the outcome doesn't happen they lose their identity i was always told you're so smart okay you're book smart you're naturally intelligent you're you know you're um a responsible student you know all the all the good student thing And then I struggled with failure. That kept me in my comfort zone, being told I was so smart all the time. Because the minute I felt a task that wouldn't make me look smart, I didn't want to do it. So I got stuck in the comfort zone. I got stuck with perfectionism and anxiety because I was constantly told I was so smart as a kid. Not, you're such a hard worker, right? You must have spent hours on this right? Praising my work rather than my outcome. And the minute I see a task where I'm not going to be good at it right away, I'm not going to be smart at it right away. Uh, 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 I didn't want to do it. Did not want to do it. Praise and internally for yourselves, guys, praise your effort. When you complete something, be like, wow, I work my tail off 
and this looks great. Be proud of what you accomplish, the effort. Because I'll be like, listen, I'll be like, I'm really proud. I worked really hard to make this lesson the best I could. I don't even care about the outcome. And the thing is, too, sometimes the outcome isn't the best, but you're like, you know what? I can tweak it. I did a really good job, and I can tweak it. I worked really hard on it. I can tweak it. Okay? Positive labels also get people stuck just as much as the negative labels. Or let's say you're a natural-born athlete, right? You're so fast. You're so strong. Okay? You're, you know, a natural athlete. Uh, my Atlanta. That also gets people really stuck. Because then they think all they are is an athlete. Let me tell you, the college athlete or post-college athlete vibes of the blues where you're no longer a collegiate athlete and you're like, okay, what do I do now? You know how many, you know how many um, athletes go through that where you, you played sports your whole life, even through college, now all of a sudden you're adults in the real world and you don't have a team to play with anymore and then you're like, okay, what's my identity now? Because you're always told you're a natural athlete. But not ever man, you have a, you have such a stamina and work ethic. You can get through anything. You can reach any goals that you attain to any of those things. No. Or like you're such an amazing, you know, leader you have, you can really encourage people. Okay. You have such a great attitude, a support system. No, it was always about your athletic ability. Now you're not an athlete anymore. Now what? Now what? people get stuck. You get stuck even in the praises because they're not being praised in the right way. But now as an adult, you need to understand for yourself and for others, praise people's effort. Because let me tell you, some students in my class, a 70 for them is a 90. They worked so hard and they really tried their best. And hey, look, a 70 is still passing. Okay. That's still great in my book. But don't always praise the 90s because even if a student worked their tail off and got a 70, they still think they're not good enough because it wasn't a 90, right? You can work your tail off on a presentation, but if you stumble on a couple of words because you didn't rehearse, you think it's a failure, but you should have just rehearsed more. Now, here's the other side of accountability and achievement. Don't get stuck in the negative comments as well. We have all these achievement norms based on race, gender, class. Why? Listen, I have a very diverse population in my school of students from all different backgrounds, both socioeconomic backgrounds, racial, ethnic backgrounds. And they all are successful. Don't get caught in the negative stereotypes surrounding your identity as a person. Don't do it. Because then you get trapped in that comfort zone. Some of my students tell me they're not going to amount of anything because of their racial background or their socioeconomic background. They literally tell me that. 
Like, I'm not going to do this work because I'm not going to amount to anything because of X, Y, and Z. And I have to tell them, who told you that? Right? And, you know, a lot of society things, family, whatever it is. I'm like, do you believe that? And then sometimes they say yes, and I go, why? And they tell me things that have been said to them. And I go, but do you believe it? It takes them a second, right? Do that to yourself. If someone tells you something that's negative because um, your gender, your race, your socioeconomic background, be like, eh? Do you believe it? Why should someone's opinion of you stunt your growth? If you don't believe it, then who cares? Again, easier said than done. But nothing is actually stopping you. If you are determined to reach a goal in your life, hold yourself accountable for it, make the plan, have accountability partners, whatever it is, you can literally achieve what you want. That is a true fact. Where people get lost is all of a sudden they think they need someone to um, find their talent or put them on their platform for them to be successful. Like they're waiting for someone to find them, to give them the success that they're working towards. Now, guys, you can self-publish a book on Amazon these days. Who is stopping you? You want to write a book? You can literally write a book and then publish it, self-publish on Amazon. You don't even need a publisher anymore. That's the life we're living in today. You know how many people make their own albums these days and then just put it on Spotify without a record label? Who's stopping you? You are because you're listening to other people's opinions. Carol Dweck talks about people with a fixed mindset depend too much on other people's opinions of them rather than themselves. No. What you see as achievement, you go for it. Okay, if you believe that achievement to you is not working a nine to five, running your own business, right, financial flexibility, you do it. If you see success of, you know, starting off in a company and then climbing that ladder and eventually becoming a CEO of that company, go for it. You need to find out what your achievement is. What is achievement and success to you? Not what is achievement and success to other people, because other people are not living your life. I say this over and over again, but it's so true. A lot of people get stuck in their comfort zone because in their comfort zone is where they get the compliments and the success. When they leave their comfort zone, they're open to criticism and haters and negative feedback, and they don't like that. That's scary. Here's the thing. We need to learn the difference between feedback, right? Critical feedback that is helpful of how we're going to improve and then just the haters. Okay. You need to find the difference and then go to the constructive criticism and be like, okay, how can I improve? And then block out people that are just saying negative things. Most of the time, okay, look at social media. Look at the comments, you know, YouTube, Instagram, okay? All the negative comments are usually people who are just miserable with their own life. 
that are jealous that you are being successful in the way that you want to be successful and they can't get there. Because let me tell you, people with a growth mindset do not go out of their way to criticize others. Because you know what? People with growth mindset, we're too busy just working on our own things. And we also go out of our way to glow up people and be like, yes, you're amazing to other people in comments. I go through, when I see a really good post, I like it and I comment on it. Like saying this was so helpful. You know, thank you for the advice and the insight. If I don't like someone's content, guess what? I scroll past it. Why even interact with it? But people who are miserable, right? Misery loves company, tales oldest time. That's what they do. So don't listen. Don't listen. Okay? Also, you need to find your own sense of belonging. Because this is where imposter syndrome comes in that we've talked about before. And you need to understand that you don't belong everywhere. And that's okay, right? When you're in the right space that you're supposed to be in, you're going to feel that sense of belonging. You're going to feel it. You're going to be like, I, this is it. This is where I need to be. This is the spot. You're going to know it in your soul, my guys. You are going, to, once you get to that spot of your achievement that you wanted to, you're going to have this sense of belonging. Because that's what we're always looking for. You're going to feel it, I'm telling you. So if you're at a spot right now in your job, career, friendships, relationships, where you feel like you don't belong, there's a reason your body is telling you something. Listen to your body when it also comes to fulfillment and achievement. If something doesn't feel right, it's not supposed to be there. Now, imposter syndrome is very normal because imposter syndrome, what happens is you, your soul knows you're supposed to be there. Your soul knows it. But your ego, remember your ego is always, always trying to protect you. Your ego is afraid of your success. Okay. Think about that for a second. With imposter syndrome, your soul knows you should be there, but your ego is afraid of your success. That's what that is. And you need to realize, as your ego also listens to other people, okay? Listens to other people and it also compares other people's success. Success is different for everyone. Everyone's on their own path. Okay. Your success can be as big or small as you want. There's little tiny successes. There's big successes. Still success. Still is. Still is. Don't trust other people's opinions. Listen to your own. Okay. Now some, some opinions are good and helpful, but like take it with a grain of salt, especially my women listeners out there. Carol Dweck says, women listen to other people's opinions more than men. Because guess what? From a young age, women are taught that praise is success. Where boys are taught that we need to work for success. 
So girls are always from a young age that, oh, she's so good. She's such a good baby. She's so pretty. She's so quiet. She's so well-behaved. Praise, 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 praise. Right? So then we have this internal monologue saying, well, I'm not getting any compliments. So am I, am I doing well in whatever field that I'm in? Because we're taught that success is praise. Where boys are taught just to, you do the hard work and then you get the praise. That's society for you. I paused because I actually had to think about that for my own self. I was like, hey, yeah, you're right. When I read that from Carol Dweck, I was like, oh, yeah. Same thing with um, 13 um, Things Mentally Strong Women Don't Do from Amy Morin that I went over a couple episodes ago. It, she said the same thing, that women are taught to believe that their success is like the praise from other people. So we get a lot of imposter syndrome at our jobs because we're like, well, no one's praising me. So like a lot of women are words of affirmation, a lot of us. And we're like, oh, we're not getting praised at work. Are we doing something wrong? But you're not going to get praised for every single thing that you do as well. Something to think about, right? You don't need the praise of others to know that you're being successful. Know that you're doing the right thing. That's self-accountability. And that's why I also tell my students that instant gratification and like not doing work because you're not going to get a, an exact grade for it is not a good habit to have. It's a very fixed mindset where I'm not going to do something unless I get praised or rewarded for it. Now, when I say it like that, doesn't that sound kind of selfish or like a little like, hey, right? It doesn't sound good when I say it out loud because it's not a good habit to have. It's not. So here's, the, again, this is the truth of accountability and achievement. Not all of achievement looks the same. Okay? You have to learn the ways that are going to hold yourself accountable. Because at the end of the day, you have only yourself. What's going to make you motivated and accountable? And you need to work well with transitions. Your life is constantly transitioning. You have to get okay with change. That's the huge thing with transitions. You have to get okay with change. Because change starts from the very beginning, even with school, because you start in elementary school, then you go to middle school, that's a change. You go to high school, that's a change. You go to college or trade school, that's change. Or you start your own business, change. And then you enter adulthood, yee, that's a change. And then you buy your own house. Then eventually maybe you start a family or whatever you want to do with your life. Change, 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 change. You have to become okay with transitions. It's okay. Because think of life as a book, right? When you transition, you you finished a chapter, now you're going to the next chapter in your life. That's literally like the metaphor of change. Okay? When you go to a new chapter in a book, are you afraid? Are you excited of what you're going to find out? Hmm? Think about it. When you don't do well with change, it really hinders your achievements in your life success, your life's purpose, your life service. You need to surrender to the transition. Okay? Prepare yourself for the transition. Okay? So, for example, okay? 
when I was switching from high school to college, okay, I was with my family, parents, prepping for the transition to college, right? You get all your college stuff, you form college habits, you know, start paying for your own things with your own job, things like that, being more independent, like that summer going into college, right? Work on some habits. Now, the transition from college to adulthood, my senior year of college, I lived off campus with a few of my friends. We lived in an actual house. So we all paid the bills, you know, water, electricity, internet, rent, paid all the bills, right? We cleaned our own house. We were making our own food, all of those things, because we were preparing for the next transition in our lives, okay? When you know a a transition is coming up, prepare yourself. Maybe start doing habits that you wouldn't normally do, but are going to be beneficial to you. So for example, in the fall, I'm going to be moving out of my childhood home and moving in with my boyfriend in his apartment, okay? That's a new chapter in my life. So this summer, I'm starting new habits, okay? I'm starting new habits. I'm starting to, you know, I always budgeted my money, but now I'm really paying attention, to the amount of money I spend on things, okay? And I found out, (laughs) I found out I can't buy Starbucks all the time at work next year because the amount of money I waste on Starbucks every morning getting a coffee for work is not going to cut it when I'm living, you know, on my own, not in my parents' house. So we literally (laughs) went to Target and we were looking at amazing coffee makers that can make all the different types of coffee or whatever that it is. So I can save money, make coffee at home. It's small. Guys, it could be that small, okay, that I can make coffee at home and bring it into work so that way I save money. That's, I know it sounds like really like first world problems, but like that's that small little habit change or just thinking about the transition is going to help you with your transitions, okay? When your life changes, but you don't change, that's where you get stuck in that fixed mindset and you feel really anxious because the habits that you're used to are not working in your new chapter and you have to change yourself for that chapter. And I love Starbucks. I really do. My kids know I love Starbucks. They literally see me walk in with it every day. But now you got to budget and start making coffee at home. But that's what I'm saying. Like that, that little tiny minute thing, but I'm learning to budget my money because I'm going to have to learn new financial habits and routines because I'm going to be having to pay all of my bills, okay? I mean, I pay all my bills now, but room and board and food, I do not pay for. I don't pay rent and I don't pay for groceries. I don't cook dinner, right? So I'm like in that weird, like I'm an adult, but not a full adult sort of vibe. But now I'm going to be moving out, what habits can I change now over the summer before I move in so I'm prepared, right? I'm also increasing my just financial knowledge. How does finances work, right? Should I invest my money, right, in stocks and stuff like that? Savings account, which I've already had, right? Learning new financial skills, right? That's because of my new transition, okay? At the end of the day, 
Okay. And that's honestly an achievement for me because I'm not, Lord, I am not financially savvy. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I am very book smart and I have a lot of knowledge and all the things. But finances, oh, and I don't know how that happened. My dad's an accountant. I don't know what happened in that scenario. Finances are not my friend. But now that I'm going to be living, you know, as an adult with my boyfriend, I need to know my finances. I need to have that skill. And that's an achievement for me to now understand like finances, investing and like all the things. I was thinking of instead of leasing my car, just buy my car out. Like, right, those financial decisions. That's an achievement. When you get ready for a transition, you have to prepare yourself. You do. Because if you don't prepare yourself for the transition and you just go at it f- full force, not changing anything about the way you live, ooh, you're going to feel so anxious and so nervous and so overwhelmed and you're going to close down and all that. Why, why make yourself go through all that? Why do that? It's not worth it. Hold yourself accountable to the transitions. Hold it. Hold yourself accountable. Achievement is not always what you think it is. And don't just do things because you're going to get a reward for it at the end. This instant gratification. No, no. Sometimes you're going to have to do things because simply you just have to do it. Okay? The truth about achievement is it's different for everyone and how you achieve achievement and success is going to be different and you need to learn and understand how on earth you learn the best. A couple of cool things. If you're not really sure how you learn best, you know how many like learning personality quizzes there are out there that you can simply take a survey and it could tell you, oh, you're more auditory or you're more visionary, you're more kinesthetic. And then you can then be like, okay, I found out what type of learner I am. Let me use the internet. Google is a great thing. What's the best way for kinesthetic learners to achieve success? Like what habits? If you're a kinesthetic learner, that means you're hands-on. You need to always like do things to learn things. Like the experience is learning. Google, how do you, what are great habits to implement in your life to achieve success? Right? Are you internally motivated about things? or you need external motivation, right? Like uh, for me, for example, going to the gym, I can just go to the gym, okay? My sister on the other hand, and she knows this, my sister knows that a lot of the times I'm the external motivation. Like if I'm going to the gym, she's going with me. If I don't have time to go to the gym that day, sometimes she just doesn't go because I'm her external motivation, right? The accountability partner, because I'm going, right? And we're sisters and we're very similar, but you see how our motivations are very different? That's the truth of it all. You need to know what works best for you. You need to know what works best for you. Don't get caught in the praises. Don't also get caught in the negative comments. How do you know you're doing a good job? You're probably thinking, okay, Allie, well, if I shouldn't listen to praise or negative comments, how do I know that I'm doing well? Here's how you know you're doing well. You feel it. It's as simple as that. I know you want like a really good like answer, but at the end of the day, you're really happy. You're really fulfilled. You have this like excitement in your bones. That's how you know you're achieving what you needed to achieve. 
Your body is going to tell you. You know how many times I finished like a really good lesson, like my kids left the room, I'm on my prep period, and I'm just sitting there with a big doofy smile on my face because that's when I know it was successful, the achievement of that lesson because the kids left the room and I felt so good about it. My body, like I had butterflies in my stomach and I was just smiling and I was just like motivated to go through the rest of the day and teach the lesson to my other classes. And I knew it was successful because my body, I got chills, you know, my body was telling me, you did good kid, you did it. That's how you know. Okay? Your body is going to let you know. Trust me. So let's put a bow on this episode. Okay? First things first. I know we learn about all the inventors, scientists, musicians. Understand that achievement takes a long time. Could take years. Could only take months. But it's not going to happen tomorrow. You can have an idea about starting a business today and not see the full achievement of that business until two years down the road. Achievement takes a long time. Longevity. Understand that achievement takes time. That's the truth. It's not going to happen overnight. Even if you're naturally good at something, it's not going to happen overnight. You have to work hard. You have to plan. And you're going to have people around you to help you. Always ask for help. Okay, you can have a team. Doesn't make you less of a person if you achieve your goals with help. Okay. Thomas Edison had a full team of people. Okay. Put that into perspective. Next stop. Prepare for your transitions. Okay. Prepare for them. They're gonna happen. When you don't prepare for transitions, that's when you're gonna see failure in the transition. Also, with your achievement and your learning. Not everyone learns the same. It's equity over equality. Find methods that work best for you. Find methods and habits of success that are going to work best for you, okay? Take people's opinions now with the grain of salt, okay? People are always gonna have opinions, always. You need to decipher what opinions matter, what opinions don't matter. Okay. When you praise someone, praise them for their effort, not the outcome. Okay. When you are praised also for your outcome, don't hold on to the outcome. Don't hold on to that praise. If someone tells you you're a really hard worker, that's what you hold on to. Hold on to the compliments that complement your work effort. Okay. That's what you hold on to. That's how you decipher. Don't listen to the haters. Misery loves company. You know you're doing the right thing. You keep doing it. Okay. When you achieve your success that you wanted to, your body's going to tell you. You're going to feel it. You're going to know it. You may sometimes feel imposter syndrome, but that's just your ego. But your soul knows you're supposed to be there. If you want to know how to combat imposter syndrome, go back to one of my episodes. That's about imposter syndrome. I give a whole thing about it. Okay. At the end of the day, you always have the power of the life you want to live. You have the power of your achievement. You have the power of your accountability. That's the truth. No one's going to hold you accountable but yourself. No one is going to to help you with your achievement but yourself. 
with what you want to achieve. You decide what you want to achieve. Now others can help you with that achievement, but at the end of the day, you decide what is your success, what counts as success. Don't get into the habit of always doing things for a reward because that's also an unfulfilling life. All right, guys, I hope you really enjoyed that episode, The Truth About Accountability and Achievement with a Growth Mindset, using the mindset book from Carol Dweck. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please, please, please share it with someone you would find useful to them or they would enjoy it. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to follow me on Spotify, and I hope you guys have a wonderful Mindful Monday. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,